0: Now picturing butt slippers.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: Uh, Hopefully, they make fart noises when you walk. Yeah, maybe. No, now
1: now it does. It's head cannon. For butt slippers? Mm Mm-hmm. What would a butt slipper entail? I mean, would you'd have to have like part of the lower back as? No, you
0: just have the the foot area. You just have the cheeks, and you stick the foot.
1: Well, I mean, that's going to have to be a gigantic ass to fit an entire foot inside of it.
0: Nothing less for me. Well, I mean. All right. I'm overcompensating. I have no ass, so my slippers are going to be fucking
1: gigantic (laughs) ass. So I'm going to have humongous ass slippers. Yeah.
0: You know, it's like those guys would do...
1: But really graphic and lewd ass slippers.
0: Yes. Can I have
1: lifelike hair and... (laughs) Gross. (laughs) And properly colored bits. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be one of those, like, honey, we have company coming. Put your fucking slippers away, because they are... (laughs) <laughs> they're they're really something. Mm, mm, mm. Ass uh, slippers. T M. So James, what have you yeah. been up to?
0: Fucking working and cooking and working and you know the huge. The usual.
1: Hmm. Well, I was gonna say I have a, uh, a like a pretty good uh, little horror cycle going on. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've got our regular movies that we watch. I've also been uh, picking back up on wat- watching a show. What? Uh, Channel Zero. I've watched the first two seasons. It's yeah. based on the Creepypastas yeah. from Reddit. Mm-hmm. And we're on season three. I started it. I'm a couple episodes in because I, I get sidetracked and I have other stuff going on. I started reading The Loop by Jeremy Robert Johnson. Mm. Very good horror book so far. I'm about 80, 90 pages into that. Holy shit. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And I've been playing my first Resident Evil game.
0: Oh, what do you Which, think?
1: Uh, it's Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. And from what I've read, that one is far less more like... Uh, far less more. Far less more? Yeah, far less more.
0: Hello, uh, my name is Nathan. Nathan it's far, far less li- more.
1: It's, it's far less action-y. It's more like a horror game. Gotcha. The, uh, in
0: the series, I suppose. With sneaking and running and getting. and
1: Yeah, run. that's the thing, though, is like... Since we do this a lot, I'm very comfortable in a horror setting. Yes. So, so like, it's all just kind of, like, there's some parts that I really like, and then some parts that I just go, like, eh, this can be over with quickly. This is irritating me. So I I think I'm going to try one of the more popular Resident Evils after that, one of the, like, classic ones. Ooh, I'm going to cool. have to do some research. Because
0: I know um I my wife really liked playing. I think it was called Bioshock, where they're under the water, and he's, like, all steampunk looking shit. Yeah. I couldn't watch it because it fucking freaked me out. Now that I've watched how many hours of horror movies, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that might actually be cool now. Because I could never play any of those horror movies or horror games because they'd freak me the fuck out. Dude,
1: speaking of just cool video game shit, mm-hmm. you ever played Rayman?
0: Vaguely remember playing it once a million years ago. Uh,
1: I mean, you know what it is, yeah, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. Uh so the kids have a uh, Rayman Legends mm. and I was going to show you this before we started cuz it's cool as shit dude. If it's one of the only video game sequences I had to go get Kayla and be like you have to fucking see this. Really? Yeah, it's basically a side scrolling uh do you remember in like Mario 3 where there would be the levels where the screen kept moving and you have to keep up? Yeah, yeah. It's effectively that, but every single like jump hit um any action that happens coincides with the song Black Betty. Oh, my God. And it's basically a complete run through. And not only did it blow my mind, James, mm-hmm. I got to watch my seven-year-old experience that because he was playing it. Mm-hmm. So much so, he doesn't know what Black Betty is. Right. He sat in a chair and was so charged up. Went, <laughs> like. <laughs> fucking pumped by this. I was like, dude, that is incredible. You have to play that level again. He's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, that is cool. Yeah, I believe it's Castle Rock. is the like. I'll show it to you after this. It's fucking incredible. Like, as just a piece of visual art, if they had done it and it wasn't interactive whatsoever, mm. it would be incredible. But the fact that they somehow added the interactivity where everything could be slightly off, but they've somehow done it to where it all syncs up when shit happens. Dude, it's fucking incredible. Oh, man, that has to be cool as shit. Yeah. I'll have to try it. At 37, my mind was blown. Enough to go get another grown adult (laughs) and to now tell another grown adult, like, you gotta fucking see this shit. And this
0: other grown adult's probably gonna download the goddamn game just so I can play
1: it. Yeah. Well, that and Rayman's fucking fun. Well,
0: It's funny because I... Because of my age and when I joined the military, I had the old Atari with the red button and joystick. Hell yeah, dude. Didn't fuck with video games except dropping quarters in. Or, you know, I played the shit out of pinball until PlayStation 2. N- nothing in between. But I the one Nintendo game I did play was called Clay Fighters.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I remember Clay Fighters back in the day.
0: fucking loved it. That game. And I wish they would port it or do something so that I could play it now. Because
1: it was the shit. They just on a... Like, the Switch has a lot of the throwback games that Mm -hmm. you can get. They have the NES, Super Nintendo. They even have the Genesis on there. Fuck out of here, really? Yeah. So, I got all that shit, too. And they just got a GoldenEye for the N64 mods on there. Unplayable. Mm -hmm. Due to the controls and how wonky and weird the because you can't replicate the Nintendo 64 controller, really. Right. That was such a weird piece of shit. That... I'm just nodding and smiling. Uh huh. But yeah, it's it's so off that like I was fucking pumped. Uh. Like I took my kid's Switch from him and said, "Nope, this is mine for a minute." <laughs> I played it for 30 seconds. Was like, I can't do this. Oh yeah. This is just a combination of it being kind of old and bad, and controls that I couldn't figure out like immediately. I was like, nope. Right. I'm sure there's a way to change it, but I'm not going to look into that.
0: Well, sometimes if you're used to a better version of something and try to play something, you know, that's lesser than. It's like the first time I tried to play, like, Baldur's Gate or something on the the crappy Nintendo thing, Game Boy. Yeah. I had played Baldur's Gate on the computer, and I was used to one experience, and then when I tried to play it on that, I got maybe an hour into it, and I'm like, fuck a bunch of all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: I get yeah, it. But now you can play fun modern video games where you can shoot people right in the dick. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more satisfying in like a first person shooter than actually like getting a kill, but it, I'm bad at aiming mm-hmm. at things. So when you take somebody down with like 32 dick shots, mm-hmm. you're just like
0: mm.
1: Got you right in the ball bag, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Just
0: destroyed your gens. Fucking all these games that I can play, all the things I can access. The only goddamn game I play is Baldur's Gate. Can you destroy gens in that? I don't know. Oh, no, you can't. Not necessarily. You, you um, explode the fuck out of shit. Even their gens? Well, I would imagine if you exploded the entire person, the gens are included, yes. So the gens would be all weird afterwards? I would imagine. if They would probably be vaporized. They would be particulates in the air yeah so there's a
1: chance that you could have a gen on you at any moment well, speaking of weird gens, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Moreno, and I'm the other one of your hosts. How's that
0: one? Yeah, get fucked. It's
1: been a couple weeks since well, I you- had like I had to really like draw that out, because you kept talking. I was like, God, I gotta bring it back to the gens. Gotta bring it back to them gens. Yeah,
0: but I'll talk about gens for a week. That was probably not the best thing to bring up.
1: Well, there was a reason, because it's very very connected to what we just watched. Oh, yeah. Which was 1976's God Told Me To. So this is the second in our little... uh, We're doing a little run of 70s films. Yeah, where you could have a balding-ass lead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Written and directed by Larry Cohen. Starring Tony Lobianco as Peter Nicholas. Deborah Raffin as Casey Foster and Richard... Uh Lynch. Sorry, I couldn't read my own handwriting. L- Richard Lynch as Bernard. Ah, uh, Bernard, that guy. That guy. James. Mm-hmm.
0: You big old ball of fury. tee he. Yeah. It's always t- I, I don't think you were listening to what I said. I, I say. would have said it was a ball of fury. <laughs> and I took that a whole
1: different direction, baby. <laughs> oh, like sexual fury. Hell yeah. Or sensual fury. Well you, you name it, baby. I'm sen- that fury. I think sensual fury is better because it implies some sort of roughness while also being romantic. Teehee. The see why the he wasn't warranted. James. Yes. You big ball of fury. Teehee. How'd you like God Told Me To? I fucking love this movie. Yeah? I fucking
0: did. I I I you know why I loved it is because I'm like, after five minutes, I say, like, or five, ten minutes, I this is a fucking Giallo. And once I put that in my head, I just, I just strapped it on and just took the ride the entire time. I I just enjoyed the shit out of this movie.
1: I absolutely love the first half of this film. Uh-huh. I've never had a movie grab me so hard for the first half of it and then completely lose me toward the end. <laughs> I couldn't possibly have given a shit about the end of this film, especially with the lead up to it. And it was almost about the halfway mark Uh when I went, Oh, Oh no. They're going to do a special boy story. Oh shit. Yeah. Up until then, it was a one of, there is actually one of the most disturbing scenes that I've seen in a film in this and we'll get. We'll There's get quite to a it. few
0: disturbing scenes in this yeah, film. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll get to it in a minute. But uh, so, what, what did you enjoy about? Let's start with what we liked, I guess. About <clears throat> God told me to. Once I got into my head that it was a Giallo,
0: I was I was ready for anything, and I was welcoming anything. Had I had any other idea in mind, I don't think this would have been the same movie to me. You know, I would have I would probably would have been stuck in your predicament. But there's one occasionally there's one good thing about being Eurodivergent. I can kind of figure shit out just by like I have no idea why, but I know that's gonna do this. So
1: oh I enjoyed the living fuck out of this movie. See, I like I said, man, the first half of this film has me so goddamn engrossed because mm-hmm. it's effectively a detective story. Yeah. And, but with these terrifying scenes and well, I guess not terrifying, but more uh Psychologically terrifying than you know monsters or something, but mm-hmm. it, there's these psychologically terrifying scenes, and it's this detective trying to get to the bottom of all of this and all these weird fucking coincidences, mm-hmm. and he starts meeting people that like, oh yeah, I saw this guy, couldn't tell you what his face looked like, and it's like, oh, they were doing that already in 1976. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Plus, all the little side ancillary characters. Oh, yeah.
0: That little, that, that, the group of, the group of guys. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Fucking Andy Kaufman
0: shows up. Fuck, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and, the, and, okay. My, my favorite spot in this one, because um, the mom, his mom, mm-hmm. that was the, that was the smoker from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, fucking, uh-huh. hey. Up. Wait, I'm trying to picture, where was Andy Kaufman in this? He was the uh, policeman that that's was, right, was that's the right. shooter. That's right, that's right.
1: Oh, um, but once it got to, it was about the halfway point when they introduced, like, the council. hmm And I was okay with it from there, but then immediately they go and get him. Guy dies, they go and get him, bring him to Bernard, and then for some reason he continues on, like, they just continue on the movie. Like, something incredibly supernatural didn't just happen. So he goes to get revenge for a detective that he didn't really care for in a, one of the strangest black exploitation ways possible. Cause if you didn't know this, this is the guy that directed black Caesar. Yep. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, I know. And,
0: and uh, I will tell you those exploitation every fucking note you've ever watched. And, oh man. He, you know, many, th- I've, I've been to a part like, Parties were, that was the theme of the party. I fucking love those movies like you wouldn't believe. So, again, it hit hit just the right spot for me, too.
1: Right, but then involving his, quote-unquote, mother for no good reason, like, it didn't really do anything. It didn't really serve much of a purpose except for her to go in and shake her, and then she was afraid.
0: Yeah, but it also cemented the fact that it was, indeed, a virgin birth from the alien. Yeah, so it 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 served a purpose,
1: I guess. But like, it, it was just him kind of yelling at an old woman, and then the resolve of it was, oh well, I'm just gonna leave.
0: Well, I think in my it was they were talking about the moors of the time about how shitty her life was because she was a pregnant mother,
1: right? And how oh, the system fucked her. It's a well written and acted scene. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, I understand why it's there. But it didn't really seem to, in the narrative of it, serve much of a purpose. Like, it was a good scene in whatever, but, like, I think if you had cut it out, would you have missed it?
0: It cemented the fact that he was also of the other. It completely proved that fact. It was just like, it was like, uh, I'm going to tell you a bunch of things, but I have to, I'm going to spell it out for you, which worked for me again in 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 the context of the movie cuz i was waiting for even more bat shit s- stuff to happen and that's the thing is
1: usually bat shit is my jam mhm the movie i have in store for you next week bat shit indeed all right and it is like but for some reason when you're presenting such a like almost grounded detective story it seems like it's flying out into this arena I, I personally was very turned off, especially when again I realized that, oh, they're doing the special boy story.
0: Yeah, that kind of that kind of rubbed me wrong. I will give, I will give you that, definitely give you that. But again, one word,
1: Jallo. I'm I want it to be like that. I, it needs to be like that now. And uh, I was beyond shocked, James, when a effectively just a deformed vagina flashed on my screen <laughs> several times. Mm-hmm fucking pulsing and bubbling and yes, shit. Yes, indeed. You know what Especially it when it's uh, like uh, under, just under someone's shirt.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know what It would have made that more disturbing?
1: Nothing. If it Not was, a goddamn thing, James. If there was hair around it. <laughs> just, say, if instead just, of Richard Lynch, it was Sting. <laughs> I don't know why. That would make it worse. Yes.
0: <laughs> if it was hair suit, buddy.
1: If it had the hair. But there was just so much going well. on in it that Just completely lost me. And that's after 45 minutes of what... Leading up to that, I was like, this is a almost a perfect movie. Like, Mm. everywhere that this is going, every beat that it's hitting, the pacing of it, holy shit, this movie is excellent.
0: See, that was going to be one of my points today. One of my points was that this movie would have worked as a straight detective movie. But to me, it also works as the giallo. It works as this weird fucking cronenbergian mishmash it just worked
1: i say because all right so i guess we can kind of go over it
0: oh yeah i'm sorry we it, should probably talk about what the movie is about yeah
1: well i mean we kind of have but it begins with basically a mass shooting from a water tower mm-hmm. and uh some of those deaths are fantastic James <laughs> yes they are my favorite is the one where the man clearly just jumps into a boarded up window yes just poop yeah I, I'm and, doing and,
0: visuals and, for a podcast as as said, and,
1: and not a uh, not like struck by a bullet from above where he falls into it this man literally you see him bend the knees and extend and <laughs> right right into a wall it is squat and jump but it is a pretty fucking disturbing way to open your film mm-hmm. with a mass shooting from and, a water tower
0: and it's even more disturbing well it, obviously there was the there was the tower killer obviously but with all the all the shit that's been happening in the last 20 30 years yeah on top of that it was very prescient too uh-huh and it made it even more disturbing because all of the acts were public and uh, oh that that really That really fucked with me, too.
1: So uh, Peter, our main character, shows up, and he's the detective. He climbs up this water tower and uh, confronts the assailant, Mm -hmm. who basically is just fine with everything. Yeah. And uh, he reveals, you know, well, why did you do this? And the man says, well, God told me to. Mm -hmm. And then he jumps off the water tower.
0: And the entire time, there's no effect on his face except where... He was mildly annoyed that he's asking such an obvious fucking question.
1: Yeah, you know, are you into drugs? <laughs> nah, I don't hang out with those kinds of people. Yeah, fucking hippies. Yeah, and they've got, like, the simultaneously uh, the police interviewing his mother. And, you know, of course, like every shooter's mother. He's a good boy. He doesn't hang around these kind of people. This <laughs> mm. <laughs> just straight up New York mother. Yeah. So... Then they get a call that there's going to be a shooting at the uh, Irish or the at the uh, St. Patty's Day Parade. I was going to say the Irish Day Parade. Uh,
0: yeah, well, you know, same thing. But um,
1: you who get- the fuck is that police captain? Because he has been in almost everything, and he's
0: always the police captain and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got that very low, crazy, only found in the '70s voice.
0: Well, I swear to God, when I watched this movie. It was like watching seventies TV. Oh, there's Barney Miller. Even though it wasn't, there was Mrs. Cotter. It was his girlfriend, and it, to me, that was that was uh, Judd Hirsch. You know, it was from to Alex Reger from Taxi. I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, I know that guy. He was on Beretta." Oh shit! Uh-huh. It, it made my day. It, it hit me in a very special. I watched too much TV as child.
1: Spot. So they get the call that there's going to be the shooting uh, by an officer. At the St. Patty's Day Parade, and lo and behold, Andy Kaufman. And this is, again, where I think this movie fell into like, man, this is really, really good. Because he overpowers several officers when he shouldn't have been able, they should have been able to (coughs) subdue him.
0: I was surprised by his physicality, although I shouldn't have been because of his wrestling gigs. You know what I
1: mean? Well, not only that, but we'll get to why in a little bit, the like almost supernatural powers that these people have. Yes. So then he, what is the next murder? Oh, there's the man who's like on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. And we don't know much about that one, but again, we know it's a killing and God told him to. Right. So he starts putting these pieces together um, finds out that it's this Bernard fella. Yeah. But f- first, and I actually really kind of want to talk about this scene because it might be one of the most disturbing scenes that I've seen just in a film. mm mm-hmm. uh, The guy in his house with, like, the curly blonde hair. Okay. Who's just wearing, you know, his house robe or whatever. He's just shot his entire family mm-hmm. in his apartment. And... The way in which this actor portrays this, they're going through how it happened. And he says, you know, you shot your wife. He says, no, of course not. I shot Jerry first. Oh, yes. and I Jerry, put that out of my goddamn yeah, mind. Yeah, and he says, Jerry is your son. He goes, yes, he was seven. Was. Well, well, then what did your wife do? He says, she screamed, and she tried to wrestle the gun away from me, but she couldn't, so she ran, and I, I shot her in the back. And then he explains that he coaxed his daughter out of the bathroom, telling her it was just a joke. Jerry and mommy are okay. And to show you how to do how I did the trick. Yep. Whoa. And she was smiling, and I smiled as I shot her. That was so disturbing. And just to watch him straight face say all this, and then, you know, well, God's done so much for us, and he wouldn't make me do anything that was wrong. And I don't think he was asking too much of me with this straight face that's fucking bone chilling. It, it it was so goddamn disturbing. And, you know, the question of like, oh, so you're a religious man? He says, no, not until today. Actually, that's, it that's just rooming. overcame me. It, it, this is what I've been looking for my entire life. And, it, James, it really fucked me up. Like, this is when that, this movie really grabbed me. And this is about 25, 30 minutes in. hmm And after seeing all this and being like, all right, this is a good story, this is a good story, to see one of, like, these people, where we don't see the violence. Right. At all. It, it it does that thing where we've talked about a lot, where it leaves you to picture everything in your mind.
0: And the way that he portrayed it, when he's just talking in that flat effect. Yeah, you know, like... It, Well, of course I did that. You know, why wouldn't you do that? That's why you asking me these stupid questions. And that's what really, really got to me because you you could, again, as he was describing it, it was like a radio play and I'm just filling in all the
1: blanks and just, oh, it was horrifying. And just like you said, the flat affectation, how matter of factly he's saying these things. And just, again, thinking about kind of our present society and how how many people are giving, their I mean, maybe not to the extent of murdering your family, but like QAnon's ripped just people apart from their families for almost years now because they get so into this weird belief and then trying to explain it to anybody else. And it makes sense to them. It completely mm-hmm. makes sense to them when everybody around can look at it and go, what the actual fuck are you talking about? And it it's just one of those scenes that got to me so goddamn hard, James.
0: You see, I, put, I very specifically put that scene out of my mind because I forgot. I <clears throat> watched this over two days because I was busy. Yeah. And uh, I'd forgotten how much that affected me until just now. And I'm like, still processing it.
1: Yeah. And it, how, how cold he could deliver all these things. And it, it does that thing. It breaks that rule that movies have without breaking the rule of killing children. Mm-hmm. Where if you see a child killed in a movie, you go, oh, well, I guess all bets are off. Right. But they never really like, show it, show... I mean, there's a few instances where, yeah, it happens. I mean, Possessor, if you haven't seen Possessor yet, oh boy. But remember, we talked about this not too long ago,
0: about the difference between one single death that will affect you differently than the 10,000 death, which is by, by order of magnitude worse, but you can only get to one. Mm-hmm. The reason we can continue to watch this movie is because the most horrific deaths that we heard about we heard about it we weren't forced to watch it but we were forced to picture it which is an odd little thing that filmmaker did to keep us involved in the movie because had i seen that i might have i might have called you said dude let's do a different fucking movie i can't i, I just can't
1: yeah like i i mean i i'm describing it kind of vaguely on purpose because i think people should see it mm-hmm. But it's so fucking affecting that, like, that's the moment when I was like, man, you're going to kill children without, like, visually killing children. But in a way where you're not just alluding to, you know, a lot of movies where like, oh, the child died, she drowned or whatever. Yeah. To go into such graphic detail from the parent who just murdered their entire family mm-hmm. and is calm and cool as a cucumber and explaining why he did it and why it was fine. Just fucking fucking
0: and and this movie did something um i forgot what movie it was that i was irritated that i didn't give a flying fuck about anybody in the entire movie this movie managed to make me care about the people that died without giving me those you know like i said we'd have to do two seconds with this person five seconds with this but the sheer horror and the way that they did it involved me immediately I, i felt invested right away and I, I, I don't, I can't quite tell you why it's a different, but it was, I very much cared about the people that were shot in this one.
1: And just aside from the like deaths or murders or, you know, when the mother attacks him in the stairway, mm-hmm. which is fucking terrifying. Oh, Jesus. More than that, they also involve you like in the detective story, which I thought was very engrossing too, because they're having a conversation about like, well, the guy in the water tower, like, there's no way he could have fucking hit all those people. It mm-hmm. was a cheap mail-order rifle. The sights weren't even calibrated. Right. Like, what the... And f-
0: the guys got no training.
1: Yeah, and just going through <coughs> all of these, like, what the fuck is going on? God told all these people. And it keeps me engrossed in the story level. Well, it
0: did one thing, too. Um, At that time, there were a bunch of uh, police movies. You know, the, the Thin Blue Line, there was... Uh, with well, the choir boys and all that the, all the wambas stuff and they pegged that just right they pegged gritty new york just right they pegged Ooh. everything just fucking right well they were well, they no, were a little off on a few
1: things but that's what i wanted to talk about too it, it, just a brief aside like man if when people talk about like oh i wish i could have lived in whatever era like man i mm, mm-hmm. grimy 70s new york that's my jam dude I don't know why, but every time I see grimy shit from the '70s or like old footage from the Ramones playing at like CBGB's and like the dirty, grimy ass Bowery in New York, like man, num 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 num. Well, there are still places like that; they're just not there. Exactly. There's just such an atmosphere that shitty '70s New York gives. Everything ah, set in like taxi desperation
0: driver. and heroin.
1: Oh, yeah, just not... complete ruin and decay and. Surrounded by all of the money. Like, it's the cultural center of art. And, I mean, this being probably a lower-budget film, it's just cool to see that New York's always been, like, putting Mm -hmm. out... Whether you like it or not, it's always been pumping out just weird fringe art that you... (laughs) And take you know that it had to be
0: a little lower budget because you know they didn't fucking get a permit when they were filming the parade. I swear to God, because people were like looking annoyed that these people were there. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ, you didn't permit you gorillaed this motherfucker.
1: All right, yeah, gorilla style. And I think oh, the uh, best proof of that, and it might we might be wrong, mm-hmm. but after. Uh, The police detective walks up and point-blank shoots Andy Kaufman in the head. Uh Uh-huh. You look and there's the body on the ground and the parade's still going on in the background.
0: Yep. (laughs) Because that shit would have stopped immediately, cordoned off.
1: Yeah, when eight policemen were shot and killed, yeah, I think they would have put an end to that. Real quick. Real but, quick. but instead, yeah, it was people like looking at Andy Kaufman laying on the sidewalk with fake blood in his face. Like, what the fuck's going on?
0: But like typical New Yorkers, they're not going to
1: stop and follow up. No, no.
0: Nobody stopped at the payphone on the way back.
1: Well, no, because I mean, 70s New York, somebody's probably filming something all the fucking time. Either that or they're just walking right the fuck past it because it has nothing to do with me. Yep.
0: Stay Yeah, stay out of it. Yeah, that's going to be some paperwork. I'm going to have to sit at the station. Fuck that. Somebody else will report it.
1: (laughs) But that's It reminded me so much of just the, mm, I love the grimy New York aesthetic when he goes to uh, talk to the mother and he's walking up those just grimy-ass stairs and she comes flying out of the darkness like a banshee. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I I don't like how they handled that scene, though. I, I think the scene belonged there, but I don't think that, that whole, don't touch me, don't ever touch I, the, that, all that shit. I'm oh, like, no,
1: I was talking about uh, Bernard's mother when he goes to oh. meet her and she stabs the shit out of it. Yes, yes, yes. That yes. grimy-ass staircase. Yes. I was just like, oh, yeah, that 70s New York, baby. I love it, too, but you know what?
0: Of course, an ex-junkie's going to love that fucking grimy, goddamn <laughs> 70s New York look because all I, all I can see are about 5,000 places to cop. I'm like,
1: oh, I can buy all the drugs right now. I'm sure there was a few dealers they caught on camera. Oh yeah, I could point out to where they were too. But I also like as much as I don't like the black exploitation parts really. It it's just something that I didn't really need, but uh the him trying to explain that no, it must have been a copycat killer because everybody said that, you know, that God told them to do it, but they made no attempt to flee the scene. When that dealer kills the detective in that like weird hallway, hmm. and then just writes "God" in red paint that was yep, supposedly I, blood, but hey, you know what? Cheap well, New York seventies cinema. They did they did with what they had. I think the sound designer was a veteran.
0: hmm Because <laughs> they got the cut sound right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they uh, that fucking got me
1: but as soon as it gets into uh the guy who calls them on the phone in like the big boardroom meetings yeah. cuz it immediately reminded me of the visitor. Absolutely.
0: That's all I was thinking too and I loved it.
1: Yeah, that was fine but like as soon as they immediately send for a car for him mm-hmm. and then the guy's die the guy dies in that wicked ass 70s room. Yes, yes. That purple and pink just neon room.
0: Yes, that was fucking the shit, man.
1: Uh-huh. Loved it. And apparently Bernard just, like, force killed him. He just Darth Vader's his ass. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I thought, yeah, yeah. It was on high from Bernard, shutting his
1: fucking brain down from a distance. So that pink. So this is when it takes the turn into the silly that I just went, man, you guys took this cool-ass, fucking grounded 70s detective story with this, like, supernatural element added to this gritty story but, and some nudity but, but now it becomes the supernatural film yeah eh. yeah and science fiction eh. yeah. but one of the things again More, please that uh i think the really good filmmaking instincts is the uh entire uh flashback scene where the he goes and meets uh the man who had picked up Bernard's mother in uh-huh. the fifties, yeah, and it's just this fucking wiener and the way he's telling the story, but the stylized noir like fifties throwback, yeah, with them in the car. Fucking excellent, James. It reminded me of something that you we would have seen in like Sin City. Yeah, years and years and years later. I know, and the, I loved. Yeah, I the, loved it. The fifties noir throwback, but the hyper stylized mm-hmm. with the extra bright soft lighting on them. Dude, it was incredible. And
0: and the guy, the old guy's portrayal. Uh, if i I didn't do nothing, even if she' like,
1: butt naked, I could have yeah, you yeah know, was- I could have done this. good, good thing she didn't call rape on me, uh-huh,
0: Like, <laughs> right, cause you're a skeevy old fucker, aren't you?
1: Yeah, now,
0: yeah, yeah. so and and I love that portrayal, and then it juxtaposed with that hyper stylized memory yeah, it was it was great filmmaking.
1: and especially the, the way that she's delivering delivering her lines as to how she got to where she was. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I was just in Nantucket. Well now you're in Jersey Sound and it's this this <laughs> I how to say, this, accent, this almost comical delivery with this very serious exposition being given. Mm-hmm. the contrast in all those things and like we said, the way that it's filmed, man. This movie had me so in until the uh, the uh, stomach vagina. Oh, and the, the side the, the side snooch. Yeah, the side jine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, James.
0: <laughs> I got a side for JJ Would you like to see it? Hey, come on,
1: impregnate me, brother. I, I impregnate think, me. <laughs> I think the thing that bothers me most is. And that would have all been fine had they saved it till the end, mm-hmm. but it was at about the uh, about two thirds. I'd go three quarters. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because he finds out that he's also the special boy, but then there's a lot of movie left. Well, I love. It's after that that he goes to the fucking bar That's and right. gets the dealer to That's stab right. all his friends. In my head, that was more
0: towards the middle of the movie.
1: And No, because, like I said, they introduced it too early. Had they introduced, like, the weird Bernard and, uh, like, actually seeing him until the he finale? Wasn't, he,
0: needed, he either needed to be in the movie
1: more or less. Exactly, because he's in, like, two parts. Right. Because he meets Bernard, realizes that he's a special boy, because this whole time when he's, like, investigating who Bernard is, again, it's that giving us all these clues in this detective story with the... Uh, editor who starts running these stories and everything Mm. like it's incredible well i love the scene too where he goes to talk to the nun because you're right that's after bernard's introduced right it should have been before
0: right but i still love that that little tick that they put in because every time he went to or every time he learned something about bernard he's like oh wait there's something about himself that's been bugging him Mm mm-hmm And they they draw that out a little bit. They draw that out a little bit. And I really like how they did that too. And and again, that made the the weird shit even better for me. That's
1: what I think I would have been okay with the weird shit had they delayed introduce like introducing us literally to the character of Bernard, because after meeting him again, like I said, he just goes kind of about the movie where he goes and finds the dealers. And then he goes and visits his mother Mm -hmm. and the nuns to realize that, he and, is who he is and realizing that he's this special boy. Right,
0: but also it, it, cites, it shows that it's more alien too because here, here's what I liked about this movie and what really clicked it for me. When they were talking about we are the same except that I accepted my alienness and pushed away my humanity, right? He's killing everybody. The one that says I'm maintaining my humanity and pushing away my alienness. Now, it's written as Catholicism, it is written as religion, but it's actually alien, the way the movie presents it. So, that shows more of the alienness and I and I really liked how it showed that, um, you know, if you wanted to say it was God, well, then the God part kills. If you want to say it's an alien, well, either way, humanity is the way to go.
1: But, uh... Peter couldn't access his power as early because he received all the recessive alien genes. And Bernard had all the actual alien genes with the human genes being recessive within him. No, they chose to force them to recess
0: is the way it was, I thought it was presented. I pushed down all my human. I pushed down all the things that made me human and so he was pushing down all the things that are alien. I thought it was from their force, whatever, that they were forcing that to happen
1: because they're the same. Well, when they first meet, uh Bernard explains to him that like they're twins or something like that, and that Peter received all or mostly the human gene was dominant and the alien gene was recessive, which is why he couldn't access his power quite as early. And it was the opposite in oh, Bernard I thought
0: I thought that Once you start
1: accessing the power, the more you use it, the more it takes over. But then also, we might be brothers, but hey, if you fuck me, we can create a super being. Mm -hmm. To which he lifts his shirt and shows the weird side giant. It's like, come and get it, baby. But then the movie continues for another 30 minutes. Yeah, after he (laughs) chokes the living fuck out of him. Yeah. And then he wakes up just in a burning building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James, that's...
0: Again, but I love the burning building because it was just like three ropes on fire, a, a pile of paper on fire, and then some artfully other shit on fire. I loved it. with was stage fire. Again,
1: that's where I think the sequencing is wrong. Had he gone and found the drug dealer and uh, mine possessed him to kill the entire bar and then went, is, is there something about me? And figured out kind of who he was, went and visited his mother, who told him the story. Mm-hmm. There must, I must also be an alien, and then meeting Bernard and finding out, oh, I really am this thing. Instead of finding it out and then just going about the movie, mm-hmm. that's where it lost me. Ah, okay. See, it,
0: I wasn't at that point. I was just having so much fun. I stopped being
1: critical. I, it's just the the sequence of events was wonky to me, and that's where this movie lost me. I think had it been sequenced differently. Like, if they'd have made another cut or edit of it, Mm. I think it might have gone over a little smoother with me. But by the end, I was already just sick of its horse shit. (laughs) Because it already told me, yeah, he's the special boy. I get it. Why is he bothering with these drug dealers? Like, his life has fundamentally changed. Mm -hmm. He has realized that he is half an alien. Why is he now visiting his wife? (laughs) Yeah, and okay. why are his wife and girlfriend hanging out? And why is this ste- scene still going on? This is taking forever. Why is he fucking making out with his
0: ex-wife in front of his present girlfriend? And then wait, and then make somehow it out his, okay and then to make, go out and make out with his girlfriend f- in, front in front of, front of his, his wife. ex-wife that he just fucking told to take care of her? I'm like, what the fuck? What is happening? Is this threesome going to
1: happen? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah. And then Bernard telling him like, oh yeah, you know why you couldn't have any kids? Because I killed them all. Yeah, every motherfucking one mother- I killed them with my mind. Yeah. I mind boarded them. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's so scattershot that I'm just like, why is any of this happening? If you found out that you were an alien, would you go back and avenge your like a fellow detective that you really didn't care for that much? Found out? Uh, anyway, yeah, I would totally not do that. <laughs> yeah, n- none of that would be happening. I could see visiting your wife and girlfriend, but he doesn't, like, sit them both down and go, hey, you're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> hey, honey, you know why all my children rotted inside you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I did not—I killed him with the non-human side of my brain.
1: Guess what? It wasn't my weird alien jizz or your rotten womb. It was my weird alien half brother, who's somehow ten years younger than me. Well, because they're not brothers or half brothers, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, but again, the age—like why they made them different ages—didn't make sense to me either. The actors, they are. No, I, I yeah, I gathered that. That was probably yeah. a real quick. Ah fuck. <laughs> well, um we're just going to have to accept that they're brothers somehow. Half brothers. Yeah. Even though we've already clearly stated and didn't go back and do a rewrite do a rewrite that uh Peter is like 34 and Bernard is 24 and they both look 50. Yep. <laughs> they yep. sure do. Because uh yeah, it was uh Bernard was actually born in a hospital. There are records <laughs> of him. Yep. And the doctor was confused as to why it, I, did it have both male and female genitals or did it have neither? I can't remember. He said that the genitals were in, not indecipherable.
0: What's the word I'm looking for? Indistinguishable? Uh, yeah, They were just indeterminate. Indeterminate, were, yes. And that the mom had already called it a boy, so they just went with it because didn't want to stress the mom. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a big deal about... But actually prescient about gender I- identity. Uh-huh. I mean, I thought that was an interesting idea, given the light of yeah, how things and, are now.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, I think it's specifically because uh, it didn't really come down one way or the other. It didn't have an anti-trans political message. In, even for the 70s, that is rare. Well, think, think about it, too. This is the second... Um,
0: non-ham-handed way to handle it because remember when we watched um Psycho and he was talking about well he's not a transsexual or transvestite you know he's a trans yeah but handle it in a clinical non-judgmental way and i just was like well that is actually really enlightened considering some of the depictions of other races and etc yes but as far as uh, gender identity etc i thought it was i thought it was well handled
1: yeah, and yeah, like you said, never delving further into it where the doctors, yeah, have to make, like, a judgment call. It's, well, this is what the mother requested, so that's what we did, and I wonder whatever happened to that child. Mm-hmm. I, I really wonder. Yep. Which I thought was strange that, like, you are a medical doctor, and you didn't bother to, like, nudge anyone and be like, hey, hey, Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Remember John Doe from 52? Uh, how's he doing? <laughs> Hey, uh, quick question for you. Take a look at this baby real quick. Oh, what do you see? Yeah. Uh, nah, I don't know either. Yeah. So what do we... Do we need to alert somebody? But again... But,
0: but back at that time, a lot of times the doctor would assign without
1: saying anything. And just do, do it. Yes. Which... And not even back then, still happening. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing is still happening in, in the event that children are born with both. Yeah. To this day, doctors are still just taking charge and uh, not giving any sort of, sort of uh, autonomy to the child. Or, or the parents. Or parents. Yes. It's a real problem. Yay, America. <laughs> yeah, America. Yeah, America. Hmm. I'm going to go
0: buy some more camo.
1: But, again, that's where I, I think it very much lost me with, like, it seemed like they were doing a lot of backpedaling on the lore. And, like, well, he doesn't need to, like, go about his life like everything's still like it was before. You just found out you were a half alien. <laughs> you, sometimes you think too
0: much to have fun, buddy.
1: <laughs> well, no. If, <laughs> again, if had the sequencing been, had they put introducing the actual character of Bernard more toward the end then I would have, I probably would have been all on board and went like, holy shit! But the fact that they introduced them and then, ah, eh, well, I, I, I still gotta figure out... <laughs> who this pimp is that killed this detective i'm
0: still at work i've still got a job to do even though i'm the chosen one yeah yeah, i might be jesus but god damn i got shit to
1: do i know i'm currently suspended for releasing very sensitive details about these mass murders happening in this city to the paper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the Inquirer. <laughs> to, to a reporter who certainly didn't want to take this uh, to
0: begin with. He even says, do you have any idea what this is going to fucking do
1: if I put this out? Every rabbi and priest from Staten Island to wherever the fuck he says, don't, they don't want to read about heresy over their cornflakes. That's right. They're, every rabbi priest from
0: Staten Island to Canarsie. I have no idea what the fuck I just said, but it sounded New
1: Yorker as shit. I, just, I love that it was this hard-bitten, like, newspaperman, too. <laughs> yes. Who, <laughs> uh, no journalistic integrity is just like, Eh, well, if this detective says so, I guess I'll run it. And you know what? If they don't like it, <coughs> we'll run it bigger! <laughs> I, well, I knew
0: people of that age that were old newspaper people and that fucking that is them. I knew a guy who published a, a a rather large uh newspaper out of his living room. Still wrote the stories and fucking set the paper and everything and printed it out of his goddamn living room.
1: That's what I think we should do, James. We should just start a printing
0: press. And we make You know what we should do? Let's be up to date and modern and start a no.
1: zine. No, yeah, oh yeah. A horror vomit zine. That that would be fun actually. I could make it happen. I don't know why we possibly would. Who would feel comfortable giving either of us their address? (laughs) I could make it
0: happen and I know a place where they would actively seek us out.
1: All we'd have to do is just like drop off a stack of them at record stores. (laughs) My God. James, yes, I, we cannot do this. As much as I like, might like to pretend that it is, it is not, te- not 1982. I know somebody. Free zine with purchase of every Motorhead record. You have no
0: idea. I know somebody who listens to this podcast that's in charge of zines one way or another. And would probably help me promote it if I asked nice just like, and cooked dinner.
1: It's like we were talking about like starting a cassette trading again. <laughs> My God. I've got quite the cash of cassettes, buddy. You know what? Let's just devolve everything that we can. Dude, if you want to make a zine, I will help make it we sh- happen. We should start distributing this podcast
0: via cassette. <laughs> just <laughs> and, fuck it. The backhand written art. Our podcast address. Hell yeah, dude. Why not? <coughs>
1: oh god. We'll start sending them out to two
0: places. I've got a I've got another I've got a, another project to ignore for
1: the next two months. I, I think that's the only draw of our show is that nobody had to give us their address to listen to it. <laughs> I think if we tried that, our listenership would go down to oh we made one cassette and now James is listening to it.
0: Yeah. You know what kills me? Is so we started this by talking about sending out first cassettes, and we actually are ending this talking about sending out first shit.
1: Yep. Uh, I'd the, like to say the, we planned that the, shit. That we will never do because no. we are <coughs> <clears throat> lazy. And busy. Is busy, fuck. yes. Mostly busy. Yeah. But also a touch of lazy. Oh yeah. I've got exactly
0: three hours to do everything this week. Am I going to spend it on a zine? Oh, no. No.
1: <laughs> absolutely not. If I had four hours now, if I had 10, maybe. So James, yes. do you have any uh, like final thoughts about God told me to? I will say, having heard what you said about
0: this movie, if you go into it and just think of, think giallo,
1: you'll enjoy it a lot more than Chris did. No, that's the thing though is like I had no problem with the giallo parts. It's where it starts getting into the sci-fi aspect that it really lost me.
0: Oh that that made it even better for me. That and, made it even more grindhousey, weird. Yeah. And, and the side giant didn't help. Oh, that that added to it. I'm like, th- okay, this movie was hard-bitten, now it's now it's
1: RoboCop 3 bug fuck nuts. Yes. James, would you recommend God told me
0: to. No, fuck this movie. Nobody should watch it. Hell yeah, watch this movie. <laughs> It's a f- dude. It is crazy. It is crazy sauce. It I, is both hard bitten, cool like New York detective, and then
1: crazy sauce. And t- yeah, it takes a massive shift. Just know that. Go. I would recommend this as well, if nothing else, for the first forty five minutes. If it gets to the part with the uh, uh, <laughs> the the council,
0: the rib cooch.
1: Well, with the council, because okay. that's really where it takes the turn. Yeah. Uh, if you made it that far and you're into it, just keep going. You might like where it goes, like James did. I yeah. personally, meh. Nah. It was fine. I wasn't personally offended. It didn't make me want to turn it off. But you didn't feel like you wasted your time watching this? No. like I got to it, and it was just what I didn't... I just didn't like the last half of it, personally. It it didn't... Yeah, I didn't turn it off and go, fuck this movie but it was more or less just uh, all right. Well, we'll get on with it because, well, so oh, well, we're going to do black exploitation now. Okay. Objectively,
0: if you look at it scene by scene, I absolutely understand where you're coming from because object it doesn't it doesn't work. The p- pieces don't quite It calls fit. it
1: shot too early, I think.
0: But I don't I don't per- I I agree that you know the pacing could have been better, but I I, I just like it as it is because parts of it are stupid and I like it. You know I was I was signed up for stupid. Once I got there, I was like I know it did all this. Then it's going to make the crazy shit even crazier, and it did.
1: Yeah, so I I, I would say watch this movie. Hell yeah, it's it's entertaining. Why well, I, I enjoyed the living fuck out of it. Oh. Hey James. Yes. Where can people find us? Well, if they
0: go on the horror vod horror vomit, that's the. My hey, God. The horror vomit podcast. Why don't you just shit on the floor?
1: <laughs> I did. I covered it with a paper like a gentleman. I mean, everybody else shits in here. Yeah, I mean, the fucking neighborhood cats are man. When this hits summertime, I'm gonna have to do some cleaning because it's gonna be ripe in here. I'm
0: asserting my dominance over the neighborhood cats. Okay, the feral the feral cat population will stay away because I t- took that giant shit
1: right in the middle of your coffee They're table. They're not feral though. It's all just neighborhood cats that come in here to poop. <laughs> it's cold. I don't want to do it. I'll poop here. Anyway, they can. Where can people find they us? They can
0: find us on. HorrorVomitPodcast at gmail.com. Hey, they can find us on, let's see, they can find us on our podcast on all the good podcatchers like uh, Apple and Spotify. They can catch us on Facebook, our
1: Horror Vomit page, and uh, the Instagram. Indeed. Did I get uh, all of them this time? If you wanted to go to anywhere you listen to podcasts, give us a rating and a review. Give us all the stars and a five-star written. A five-star written? Mm-hmm. A, a five-word five word written. Written review? Yeah, word stars all five. Thank you Good very fucking much. God. You know, we work really hard, James, to put together this professional podcast, and you're just pissing right in its face.
0: Wait, I thought I was shitting all on it. All of
1: our hard work, James, right Pick down. a bodily function I and will stick not. with it. You're, you're disgracing it, just <laughs> blasting your seed all over you its just face, neck, and chest. On it? Well, you're making maps of Hawaii all over it, goddamn Why don't you just blow a snot rocket right in the mouth of our professionalism, you human garbage? Anyway, we should probably bring this in for a landing. Drop another deuce in here, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why. I just figured I would end it with yelling at you, because you know what? I've had it with the goddamn... I don't know, man. Got to stand on tradition. Yeah. Good night. It, Traditions are important. Yes, good night. <laughs> We're going to really cut that off quick. No, oh, fuck him. They don't deserve the shit button. anyway. Hit I'm not going to hit the button. Hit the motherfucking button. Deser- they don't deserve for me to hit the button, these filth pigs. <laughs> God damn. Who listens to this shit? You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> it's, you stop it right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just goodbye, know. everyone. <laughs> Say goodbye, James. Goodbye. Goodbye.